hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. All right, welcome to another episode of the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Uh, returning to the podcast today is Jut Updike, short Jut, short for Justin. Correct. And uh, next to him is is Michael Michael Snyder. Correct. Yes, sir. And Albert Mast. I got. I see. Yes. I remembered your last yep. name, Albert. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about uh, drones and deer recovery today. Uh, kind of hit a little more on what we talked about earlier this summer. You know, a couple other things, too. The the business of it and uh, your, your business, Captured Media, things like that. First, kind of rehash where we left off. What's your company's all about? So, I believe when we met last, we were in April. Yeah. And I was yeah. really kind of like a month into owning the drone and mm-hmm. starting to try to figure everything out. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. Since then, yeah, it has. Yeah. The, the drones opened up so many doors. Um both from a business aspect, but also it's like a business generator too. I mean, it seems like we go to to do something and somebody else in the parking lot's wandering over like, why is this drone so big? You know, they've never seen a drone like that. Right. But, um, yeah. just, I guess, describe the uh, the size of it itself. Jarvis is the name of your drone. How how big is this drone? I've never actually put a tape on it. I would say 24 by 24. I've I've guessed, yeah. It's what, half the size of this table right here? Yeah, right at 10 pounds. Yeah. I mean, it's a good size. Yeah, drone. the batteries it's, feel like bricks. They yeah. look like them too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, and the, the main the main thing that sets this drone apart from other drones that people you see people flying in their backyard or or messing around with them is that you have a thermal imaging system on this drone, correct? Correct. That and the two hundred x zoom lens in accompanying it, like yep. you know, there's actually four cameras on the drone itself. Um, it just depends on how you want to toggle through. Right. So you you're searching with thermal. And then once you've settled your crosshair on what you want a better look at, you can switch to zoom and take something 1,200 feet away and bring it right up to your face, clear as a bell. Yeah. And uh, like we even demoed it out in the parking lot. Um, we were we were looking, we were reading a small like eight and a half by 10 or 11 um, piece of paper on the door of the Home Depot. And if anybody's been to the store knows the Home Depot is a good ways away from here. And we were reading what was on that piece of paper. It's pretty amazing. So. Yeah, it's it's an incredible drone. Like I said, it's really opened up a, a ton of doorways. Yeah. Well, and with you today is Albert. Albert is Albert. You're in the same business, correct? Yes. Yep. Identical drone. Okay. Um, kind of doing the same thing. Uh, we're obviously just starting up, going into hunting season this year. Where as as Jut has had the business doing media um, before getting into the recovery. Eventually, we're planning on kind of going towards a more media uh type business next year after hunting season but gotcha. we're focusing on hunting season right now um it's right around the corner that's for sure it is oh yeah. it's actually opened up where we're at already for that's MS. right yeah um, i've been out one i went out last weekend opening day film filming for a guy um and where are you you're out i'm based in christiansburg yeah okay. right in christiansburg okay um so right close to floyd blacksburg the whole area right around there but so people in the uh, southwestern part or western part of the state yes. that need service, yep. you're probably going to be closer to them for for a service yes. like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're 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 able. I mean, your drone is has same capabilities yes. or same exact model. Same exact same, model. Same. Two Jarvises now. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's been it's been incredible. We go out all the time with it. Just you know, 
looking for deer, you know, getting videos and stuff like that. And the amount of deer we find is just, I mean, it's insane. It's amazing. Um, I don't think I've told you yet, but we, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Potts Creek Outfitters up in Paint Bank. I hadn't. Um, they, uh, we went out there and did a demo for them and got hooked up with them to where they're going to be using us. And the amount of deer we found that night was well over 200, I would say. Wow. And, you know, a couple black bears, stuff like that. It was pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, the, the intriguing part of it, because we talked about it when you were here earlier this year, Judd, is if you just want to see what's on your property, you know, just, uh, you know, some people just don't know what, what you know, what's on their property. You can, you can map out the property itself for not for real estate agents or just for people that want their if you just want a um, a mapping of your 50 acres or 100 acres or whatever it is, you can do that too, right? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, like, kind of going off of what Albert said, like the thought process to have if you're listening to this is imagine the ability to go up to 400 feet and a wide-angle view huh. and check the farm. I mean, we can make quick work of 500 acres. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. really, one set of batteries, I can yeah. – it's like all you're doing, you're, you're identifying that thermal, switching to zoom – is, is that the deer? Is that, you know, is that a big buck? Do I want to get more footage of it? You know, and one of the cooler things this summer too, is how the, the racks show up in infrared. Yes. Yeah. So that, that has been so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of people trying to get me to come and it's like this last week and they're like, man, he's going to come out of velvet, but I want that, that look first. I'm like, this needs to get under a hundred degrees. Right. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> Everything's hot. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's talk about that because ideally the, the best time of day to do this you know, for future reference, for anybody that uh, shoots a really great buck in October, can't find it, and they want they want to be able to to locate this deer because they know they got blood and they want they want to find it, harvest this. Is there a particular time of day that's best? I think the biggest thing we've got or we've figured out is sun. Yeah, sun makes a big difference. Even if it's cooler outside, if we get to it before the sun comes up, whether it's early in the morning or after the sun went down. That is, it makes such a huge difference. We have, we've been on some properties. We hunt a 300-acre property that is pretty rocky. It's fields, a lot of open fields, but mm-hmm. there's big rocks in the fields. You flying through there, it makes, if the sun has been up already, it makes a huge difference. Those rocks hold that heat. Yeah. Um, and obviously, once it gets really colder, you know, that affects it too. So it'll, it'll be a lot better once it gets colder. Yeah. I went out one time so far this fall where it got down to 56 degrees. It was 56 degrees that morning before I got. The sun was already up, but the sun had just come up. I I got out as the sun went up. And what I was able to see then versus what I would typically see was night and day difference, even at just 56 degrees Mm -hmm. compared to like 70 and 80. Um, Because, you know, locating the the deer at hot in hot weather is still possible but it's a lot harder yeah you're gonna be flying a lot longer and um one of the things piggybacking off of what he just said we had one of them cool late april days and it was a spit and rain so that's another fun fact about our drones is we can fly them in the snow the rain like they're they're weather protected yeah and i'm flying and i keep seeing this thermal and i lose it in this pine and i'm like so I kept working on it, kind of yawn around it, looking through, and I finally got through, and I hit zoom. I'm at 288 feet, and it was a squirrel scampering around <laughs> on the ground. I mean, so that's going to – yeah. right now, I, I don't believe we could do that, no, you know? No. And this this is actually a good time, I feel like, to segue into the laws that are involved with uh, 
like not only through the FAA, but the rules and the laws that are in place through the state of Virginia. Yeah. Um, we have like a service agreement that yeah. he, we've yeah. worked on um, together and like, you know, the other members uh, in other parts of the state. And one of the things that we're concerned with is the way the law reads is you cannot hunt the property the same day that it's flown. Meaning hunter shoots a big deer at 7 a.m. and calls me and I happen to be 10 minutes away. Well, if I come over and I fly or Albert flies and whether we find the deer or not, you, by law, my, I'm not butchering this, am I? No, no, that's exactly like, how it is. Yeah. You can't really hunt the, you can't hunt the property the rest of the day, nor anyone else in your party. So that is one that I think I probably am most concerned with that I, I, I don't want folks to think that that's my rule or Albert's yeah, rule, sure. but at the same time, they have to be aware of it. Well, yeah. if we're flying and we find Bullwinkle, <laughs> right? And he's not dead. And, and he's, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's dog season, you yeah. know, like, all right, guys, you know, I can't wait at the gate to make sure everybody goes home. Right. So we've put basically terms of service like together to where it releases us, you know. If, yeah. I mean, y'all aren't responsible for what happens when you leave the property. No, right? but I mean, but that goes right back to, you know even some of the better people that we know in life, like temptation's a hard thing. Absolutely. And, sure. you know, if they know that there's a 180 inch deer laying in the backside of that clear cut, <laughs> I don't know, how, you know, I don't want to be responsible for the hounds finding that right. spot too, you right. know? Exactly. So that's one of the things that we've been talking about. And, you know, there comes the other side of it too. Like, um, do we want to fly for an hour or do we want to fly for 15 minutes and go to the next one? Right. If the conditions are right. I told you it don't take us time. Yeah, it shouldn't take you one set of time. batteries. We can cover a lot of property. Yeah. Um, we all have backup batteries. But the other thing that's really important to mention is we have lights, very yes. very bright lights. Yes, and we're legal to fly at night. Yeah. So, from a, I feel like from a recovery standpoint, um, nighttime by default is our yeah. better time. Correct. Yeah, because you're gonna have your cooler temperatures. You don't have sun to worry about. Um, and even like that 56 degrees where I was flying in, I noticed that it was middle of the summer, you know, all the leaves are on, they're just now starting to turn. And, um, as I, I was flying over some hardwoods and it's fairly thick, I mean, you couldn't see, see through it, but you can actually, I could actually see the floor of the, of the, uh, the woods underneath the the coverage mm -hmm. moving at a different speed than the top of the trees, so you can see right through it when it's colder like that. Yeah. So, like you said, by default, I think at night when we got absolute coldest temperatures, I think it's going to be best for us, and not having to worry about the sun. So, yeah, by default, I think we're going to go into nighttime. Um, our lights, like you said, our lights are crazy powerful. Yeah. Um, the one I have reaches they they. Um, advertise it as 400 and i think 60 feet well we fly under 400 so it's i mean it's zero problem at night <laughs> yeah, absolutely i mean you know even uh, mark with back 40 drone works you know i think he's using one style light you're using a different mm -hmm. style and i'm shooting a different style yeah. so what's been really cool about this is even though it's such new technology we've kind of formed this like brotherhood of sure. operators so like as we get into the season if he's having better luck with his light that might be something i'm like hey i want to get over to that or vice versa yeah mm -hmm. so uh mike you um you're more of a fishing 
guy here, and you and you um, how'd you get involved in all this? So I kind of messaged Jet when I first heard about him through somebody had mentioned it on uh, Facebook, and um, I called him and said, "Hey, would you be interested in you know me kind of teaming up?" Because I was thinking about doing something similar with the fishing industry, but sure. you can't fly a drone offshore either sure. legally because it's international waters. So um, I met Jet for breakfast one morning, and it took off from there, and now. I don't know. It's probably been six months or so, and we've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of people behind us now, and got some you know some small sponsors to help us and to help Judd out, you know, expand the business. And we're looking at some different areas to expand the business as well. So um, that's kind of what pulled me in. But the the fishing side of it, you know, we haven't really we we haven't been able to do a lot with that yet. But when they're talking about temperatures and you know the same thing for us offshore, when that sun heats up your water during the day mm-hmm. all of the water looks like 80 degrees in sure. the evening so the best time for us to look at water shots to go fishing is during the night because then we can see where the breaks are so even though it's fishing versus hunting very similar yeah yeah it really is i mean another way that i'm using the drone um to my advantage is um this is again inshore even though there's a difference between inshore offshore oceans the ocean I'm using this boat or this uh, this drone to chase these big offshore boats because it can handle the wind and the I mean the wind offshore with nothing breaking at me yeah. at a moment's notice you look at the controller you're in 32 mile an hour wind and you hope it's a tailwind you know <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, you know I'm ch- chasing these boats and what I'm finding is these smaller drones are getting air under them and when you turn them upside down they power off. Oh, that's, so that's not the good. end of that drone. Yeah, that's yeah. No, it's no good. Yeah, and so like I've we've been really pushing these drones to the test mm-hmm. to figure out like what they can and can't do, and the list of can'ts is very short. Yeah, but um, I did have one horrific crash landing with Jarvis. I, oh yeah. Oh man, I was uh, chasing a boat out of Pirates Cove, um, and you know again I was a little bit newer, totally understanding the technology. I took off off the guy's dock at like. 5:45 in the morning not even it was probably like 5:30, and so we're going through the channel and we're going along and i'm getting like all this awesome all the led lights around you can see the backlight of wine cheese in the background i mean it was just beautiful and all of a sudden the drone knows hey when i'm getting low enough on battery i'm gonna go ahead and return home well i wasn't there you weren't home i, I was on the boat oh <laughs> and the drone took off a couple miles ago <laughs> All right. So this thing, this thing, I I haven't even had my coffee yet. All right. And so I'm like going, going, going nice and calm. And it's like returning home. And I'm like, and it just starts going up to 380 feet. That's what I have it set for. And then going. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) So I deactivate return home and I'm bringing it back. And these tide lines are a 36 and a half foot cat, but there's enough room on the front to like set it down. So I'm coming in and I'm getting ready to land and I've got like four minutes of battery left. And all of a sudden, here comes all the fleet boats from like Wicked Tuna. (laughs) And that canal is very, very, not only very shallow and dangerous, a lot of boats go through some tough times right there. One of the most dangerous in the world. But it's so narrow. So we can't, it's not like we're like, oh, we'll just go a couple hundred yards over there so Jack can have a moment. Right. No, no. Now the drone's counting down. I don't know if you've ever ran your battery that I, low. I crash landed it once where it, it landed itself. It forced it. It would not let me take off with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went so, down. <laughs> I, this, it's, it was like watching Top Gun is the only closest thing I can say. Is I'm trying to bring this thing down, and these boats are just woo, woo, flying by us. And, I mean, I almost ran into the T-top. I'm like, oh. <gasps> 
you know, <laughs> and it's not you're not going the same direction. So forward and back is completely reverse so right. i'm like oh my gosh you know finally i'm like everyone to the back of the boat <laughs> this thing's coming in the boat i don't care how but it's coming in <laughs> and i got the owners of tideline plus the owner of the boat and i'm like oh my gosh this is terrible <laughs> and it's telling me 60 seconds and it's counting down and i'm like this is so crazy and i come down and i make it inside the gunnel and it's just sitting down and that one prop touched the cushion and it just sent it all the way across the front of the boat and it's just breaking every prop and it's just just uh, screaming, you know, listen, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. I'm like, I can't, that's nothing I can do. It broke every prop. That was it. Oh, Props are good. easy to replace. Yeah, yeah. They're not the cheapest on the, on these bigger drones, yeah. but man, that was the beginning of me understanding what I, that's on the can't list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had that happen one time. Luckily it was, it was a lot, a lot, uh, it was a lot better than that, but uh, I was out flying on a, a property that uh, just kind of getting footage, and same thing. <clears throat> My controller told me I still had, I think like 15 minutes or 12 minutes or something like that, but I had already went past the return to home, and I was watching some deer I really wanted footage of, and it went past that point, and I tried to start coming back, and I was little too far out i was probably i don't know 700 800 yards out and just like that the thing said force land or landing right now or i forget what it says uh you wind up in the trees something or something like that, like that. you don't want the, you don't want to hear you, that message I could still guide it like i could still you know make it turn and and kind of <laughs> dictate where it went down but it was going down and luckily i was like right on the edge of the woods so i flew into the field and it was about two three foot of grass and i took it down right i, I literally mowed a circle where that thing went down and it didn't hurt the props didn't chip them That's didn't good. do nothing <laughs> luckily there was no it wasn't thick it was just grass and it mowed literally a circle and set itself right down and then we had to go try to find it it was in probably a 70 acre field so we went with the controller gps on it and walked and walked until we found it walked up to it yeah but what? not near as bad but <laughs> because this uh, Obviously, this is like anything. It's going to become controversial, or it if it already hasn't for for whoever. Um, at what point, you know, do you think it's going to get to where somebody's going to have to step in and regulate it? Because I don't see it any different as a trail camera. I mean, if yeah. you if you ask me, I mean, we've been using trail cameras for twenty years. You know, I, I don't see it any different. Um, and I know, I know you've probably had some some haters, which is that's good. It's, it's, if you if you got haters, that means you're doing good, Jut. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Glad you see it that way. They try to pull you. You know, haters try to pull you down, but that's because they're below you, man. You're yeah. above them, so you got to think of it that way. But no, pun, I, no pun intended. Right. <laughs> Professional jealousy. Right. right. That's there what Mike. That's what, yeah, yeah, Mike taught me that. Yeah. Professional jealousy, and you know, like I. I'm one that also not everybody loves change like no, you know with anything I don't like it when gas prices go up I don't like sure. it when the grocery store bill goes up but you know this is something that we talked about on the last time around you know I've, the hunting industry is nothing new for me mm -hmm. and it wasn't something that I um, was hoping to go further in 
I mean, I was the cameraman for a well-established show. People with great reputations became the editor um, and was fortunate to work with some of the biggest brands in the outdoor industry. And I kind of found myself getting a little burned out. I mean, mm-hmm. you go sit in a tree 700 hours a fall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people are like, oh, man, you're complaining about it. But by the time you get to Thanksgiving, man, you're begging for an IV drip and a nice <laughs> night of sleep and yeah. rain the next day so you don't have to hunt. Right. Because you're, you're just your body's going through it and mm-hmm. your, your brain and anybody that goes and sits all day in a tree stand, somehow that's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It is. Mentally. It, it really yeah. is. And, and so this opened up a major... Um, uh, aisle way for me to actually still be involved and help fellow fellow hunters. You know, I build videos and content for the brands, but to entertain too. Sure. You know, and so this was like a, a no brainer for me to be able to still be involved and help. You know, like Mike's gone with me. Um, we've had some pretty interesting phone calls over the, about the last four months, um, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, the, the most recent being the, the turtle, Tiggy. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, you, there was a lost turtle. Uh, yes. Like a pet turtle. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell you this quick story on that. But the first one, the most defining one was when, um, had I found the beagle when we did the last podcast? I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. So a phone call comes in. It's a friend. And she says, hey, do you think Jarvis could find a missing dog? And I'm thinking, like, you always look outside when the phone rings. Like, yeah. every... Like, we're now, is it searching conditions or not? Like, right. he's looking at fishing conditions, right? And right. And you cross the bridge. Yeah. So, I'm like, yeah, well, what, what can you tell me about it? It was in West Point, 15 minutes from the house. She said, you know, a friend of mine's mom was in town from Georgia, brought her beagles. They got loose, caught one, but the other one's at large. You know, do you think you could? I said, well, if we're going to do it, we got to do it now before the sun gets up and heats the, the you know, the area up. Yeah. I'm up flying. I'm finding rabbits, groundhogs. I mean, even the thermals were so good. I remember finding blue jays and cardinals. Like, I mean, I'm these are picking up. And I'm like, well, I've got good thermals if I can just see. Yeah. Again, canopy, that's all that plays into effect. And I see way out in this hay field, kind of brushy, I, I see this, uh, this thermal. And you don't want to get someone's hopes up. She's upset. Okay. Yeah. Come to find out her husband had passed away a few months before and it was his dog. Mm. So, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, I found something interesting, you know. So as I'm flying over, I'm kind of like making sure she, you know, I wasn't hiding it from her, but I just wanted to check it first because I thought it could have been a doe laying out in the field. And I hit it, and there's this dog. And I had gone like a mile and a half or something like that. And hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I found it. And you got to see what that feeling's like when you find something for someone just recently. Yeah, it was a this girl just started bawling i mean this is her pet turtle lost it a year ago and we're like you know last time it was gone for four weeks they found it two miles away at a park and then this time it was 18 hours later and that's like mike i need your help so it's it's an interesting story well it's really not even my i'm gonna set it up it's yours to tell and you need to get in there (laughs) because so we showed up um you know, I'll, I'll add this in there. The drone wasn't the, the the finding factor of the turtle. It it was more became the case study after the fact. Right. But we got there, and you know, she was showing us on her phone how the turtle had gotten away on the ring cam. And I'm thinking like, okay, how fast can that turtle move? <laughs> this one over here goes into like turtle mode, and he's trying to like think of how many steps per minute per hour missing and <laughs> yeah and then and then the woman's like, like oh, man. Well, he, he goes to sleep but he doesn't wake up till 8 30 he, he likes his sleep and you know i'm thinking oh my gosh you know and 
we get up i'm like well he went to that park last time let's line up and just kind of look that direction you know and we're standing up there and Mike's like, well, there's a turtle right there, you know, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. I came over, I couldn't find it. I'm looking, he's like, walk ahead and look down, and, and I saw it was a box turtle and everything, and so we start t- taking off walking, and all of a sudden, Mike's like, there it is, and I mean, the the relief on this woman's face, you know, I mean, she loves this turtle, I mean, to each their own, you know? Yeah. But, um, but that's still, that's a great thing. It's a great service to provide, not just to to guys that are looking to um, locate a deer that they've they've shot, but a pet or a person, yeah, a person for that matter. You know, if 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 a kid is missing, I mean, how important is this technology now to locate people? Yeah, we got missing. You got to be careful with the because of the police officers and all that. So we, I mean, we've had some situations recently that just you know gets the call and it's like it's a fine line just right, like sure. what you talked about with the hunting and all sure. when y'all talk about the trail cams too i don't know if there's the trail cams they, there's no you got to wait a certain amount of time before no, no. so and now they're even cellular you know they right. are very different in that sense As a matter of fact this is more ethical you know i right. would say than than a trail cam. we're controlling these with our thumbs which you know and i think that comes back to like how much time we've spent hunting you know collectively when you go in on a search you know, as long as the hunter's honest about it, like, no, it's a gut shot, or I could have only gotten one lung, that helps with our thought process yeah, sure. on how we're approaching the situation. Yep. Um, but, you know, going back to the trail cameras, you know, like, I did have some people make a comment. I found a huge eight point um, here in Virginia and um, put a video out, and there was a lot of positive. I mean, a lot of folks like getting a lot, I'm getting a lot of messages. Um, I do put my phone number in most every post. Mm -hmm. So that has transpired to phone calls and text messages, you know, stuff like that. But there was also uh, a side of it. And again, I don't know, maybe this was change, but what's funny is I know some of these individuals and they run a bizarre amount of wireless cameras. Yeah, sure. You know? And so I'm like, I don't, I don't see how a drone being controlled by my thumbs those cameras are working while you're yeah, sleeping. Man. I mean, eating. it's like you, you're putting in more work, you know? Well, I, not even that as much as like while you're sleeping, eating and hunting and working, those right. cameras are steady. And if you got bitches. them in a line, yeah. I mean, it's not hard to say camera A picked him up at 1015. It ten, took him seven minutes to get to camera B. I think this is a travel corridor. I'll get there when I can. Sure. The drone's immediate. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, we just basically ended flying recreationally built for fun because it is hunting season now technically right, right so from now on for us to be flying we are at that point it's a recovery yeah this isn't a, a, no longer like a go out and scout it's no yeah no no scouting yeah correct yep. so um yeah i mean I, I think as as we as this continues on obviously this will probably become an issue down the road somewhere but uh, you know, I, I personally don't see an issue with it, especially especially during the summertime. I mean, who doesn't love to see uh, a group of bachelor bucks together, whether you know on video or on pictures, whatever. I mean, that's why we put our cameras out all summer. You know, that's what we want to see. You know, we want to find out what's on our property, and then, you know, obviously, if 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 I've got the trail camera picture, and and this this giant walks past it, I know he's on that piece of property that that day and, I, and i'm hunting that's exactly where i'm heading yeah I mean, you not, look not, at the weather that's why that's that's why the camera's there exactly and you can say hey pull up the weather it's a southwest wind at 832 yeah coming off of this moon on this and you know, a cold front just passed through even if you can't get there tomorrow or even if it's the wrong wind you're waiting for that to have weather event 
right to go be there again and there's no restriction on on wireless cell cameras you know and that's basically basically almost more than a drone is like you were saying because i mean you get a wireless camera you get your camera going off just as you're heading into the woods and you can change your mind and be like oh no wait a minute i'm yeah. going to that other stand i'm going down the street exactly yeah. because and 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 like like you said there's no restrictions on wireless cameras versus a drone you're actually physically flying it it's not doing it by itself right yeah so that's where i think the drone is like you said i think the drone's actually more um ethical than if you really start looking at the specifics of it i think the drone is actually more ethical than wireless trail cameras sure you just which, got a lot more coverage yeah exactly yeah you do have a lot more coverage and you can cover more ground fast yeah yeah but, but there's no law saying you know you're maxed out at 20 wireless cameras right. you know there's folks out there buying hundreds oh yeah you know what i mean <laughs> we so, sell them to them yeah <laughs> every day yeah and yeah. Uh, bless those uh bills every month for yeah. running that <laughs> but you know it's i think like some of the other stuff that's really popped up too with the drone that's been interesting especially with my hunting background is folks that are buying property you know and um you know maybe they're a three-year-old clear cut and they got some timber on it and they're like man i don't even really have access to it but i've got the equipment will you come down and kind of design what you think would work good for a hunting layout mm -hmm. so you know you get the maps you're sitting there on onyx and you go fly it well yours we're able to track map paths right so i can fly where i want a road cut in and it stays on the map i can draw where i want a food plot to go in down to the 0.14 acre mm -hmm. and that stays and at the end i can pull all this data right onto my laptop overlay it on a map and they have a turnkey setup now of exactly like how i would do it and i can write a summary you know your predominant wind is a southwest wind you know you have destination food sources over here you know and then there's video of the drone backing up what i'm saying and designing yeah so it's really been i mean it's it's expanding i mean and it's it's in everything the pulp and uh paper industry yeah um you know trucking cp anderson you know all of these things uh cole malise friday's marine you know like it just keeps adding up and again it goes back to the ai technology and really just how smart these drones truly are and if something did happen like controversy and all that's why we don't put all of our eggs in the same basket that jut and i've started expanding my fishing background, his hunting. A lot of these guys, if you fish, you hunt, hunt, fish, sure. a lot of them. Yeah. Or a lot of the hunters want to get into fishing and vice versa. So we've we've really got a really good network of guys. And, um, you know, we're getting into doing monthly footage for different types of boats and different companies. And it's just – it's been a nice fit. Got a lot of, you know – the way you treat people is how you want to be treated, and our customers are very loyal to us, and mm. we've got some really good support right now. That's good, hundred yeah. percent. And you said there's a there's a third guy in Virginia too, right? Yeah, Mark. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, there's more than three. These are just the ones that we've kind of like. That y'all are affiliated. That you, you you two guys are affiliated yeah. with. I'm yeah. sure there's more than there's there's more guys that do this. Right. But right. uh, the there's a like you said, I think before the podcast started, y'all kind of have this triangle formed where. Y'all are covering certain parts of the state, working together to you know coordinate with each other, and and and, and obviously you're gonna get you're gonna get busy soon. Yes, uh, you have to be ready for that. 
Absolutely. Um, so you might have some some long nights ahead of you here yeah. in October. <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're fully expecting. Yeah, yeah and that's what we're anticipating. Yeah. You know, if anybody listening wants to be a driver late at night, <laughs> there's an opportunity for you. We're going coffee runs or something like that, right? Yeah. And and, and we've rigged out our trucks even like yeah. for this. Um, you yeah. Know. I, yeah. I, I just saw your your post on your uh, truck, man. That thing looks awesome. Oh, thank you. Shout They're, out to Inked, right? Yes. They, they, uh, they, they Dave, wrapped your truck. Dave Inked VA did an incredible job. And that was a, you know, that wasn't even a thought and a plan. I mean, we gave the idea to Dave and he just knocked out all the park mm-hmm. um, in very short time frame. So yeah, big shout out to Inked. And he took my vision and just went with it and I, I couldn't be happier yeah it looks awesome and you know my truck personally um albert's truck's wrapped too but um on the interior i've actually just m- mounted a 43 inch flat screen i saw that. so yeah. that actually folds up out of the way so i still have my truck i'm still a hunter but <laughs> yeah it'll fold down it'll fold down and i mean i had it connected last night just checking everything i mean it's just crystal clear so you can you can to, you can watch everything that Jarvis is doing on your big screen. Correct. Your, so I'll be kind of over here. Um, since I've been doing all these flights, you know, it's amazing. Folks, I don't even know, like, resting their chin on my shoulder, like, like while I'm flying because they're trying to look, too. I'm like, all right, I don't even know this guy, you know. Jarvis is up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, Jack's man, what's going here. on here? So, yeah, I, I ended up buying, like, a 50-foot HDMI cable where I can set that TV up pull out two chairs, three chairs, however many folks there are, they can actually sit and watch what I'm doing and I can be safely over here in yeah. my own space <laughs> flying my drone. And uh, if I need to double check something, I come over. But yeah, just flying it last night, that yeah. was like, oh, pretty epic. This yeah. is amazing. I mean, you know, nice, clear 4K. I mean, yeah. you know. It's pretty sweet because the, the controller, which the controller in itself is a, is a pretty awesome controller with i think it's like what a seven inch touch screen on it mm-hmm. so you've got a big screen on your remote but it has hdmi on it so anything that you can hook an hdmi to you can then put your your picture on it but the same thing as what he was saying it's it gets pretty hard to concentrate water on what you're doing when you've got five people huddled around you trying to see what what's going on because everybody wants to see of course you know if you're looking for a deer i mean if you're the hunter obviously you're going to be right up in there trying to see what's going on. So, and then it gets hard to concentrate on flying the drone and and what you're doing with people huddled right around you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what, you know, that's just more of the production value for folks. Um, You know, I think we, Mark, Albert, myself, you know, we've all came in right at, we're going to be charging within 60 miles, you know, 425 to come find a deer with and then you know we throw a little incentive in there if we find the deer we do a hundred dollar finder's fee and you know i think we all agreed um we all kind of adjusted we were kind of we we're all pretty close we we're all pretty close yeah. yeah yeah and you know one of the things to realize is not only the owning the drone but like you don't just ever own this drone like between your insurances your licenses and keeping up with laws yeah you know what i mean yeah. like we're, we're protecting you too while we're out there i mean obviously we're right. looking out for ourselves but you know w- w- one of the biggest things that we've discussed especially like on a daytime flight is you know you got a crowd around the back of the truck and you're checking thermals and all of a sudden it's like not the buck that we're trying to locate but a huge deer you know, that's you cannot pursue that deer that same day. Right. You're open to hunt right. the following day. Midnight, yeah. the clock starts over. But that same day is a no go. Right. The other another law is flying too low, like spooking game. Yeah. 
you know so we're mindful of that we know what kind of elevation we're in what kind of terrain we're in where we've got to you know be able to surge um is there any other like major ones there's really that's about the only laws around it and, li- and like you said the really the only law around hunting is that law of the next calendar day that's the only law for drones when it comes to actual hunting yeah now, the wildlife like you said you're not allowed to disturb well we ought, we, we ought to bring up too that you know don't if you see a drone don't don't shoot the drone oh that's a bad that, because that's a felony that's, that's a, a felony. felony yeah the faa whether they're over your property or not i i, I don't I wouldn't recommend shooting somebody's drone. That's a, like yes. you said, it's a felony. It's it is. A felony. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the FAA is very strict on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say too. When y'all talk about the cost and all, by the time you take taxes out, all your expenses and all, it's not like what people think. It's not like you're running away with four or five hundred dollars in your pocket. Sure. You got a lot of time, a lot of experience. Absolutely. There's a lot more involved than just just the money because it is a business so we are taxed and everything just like normal people. yeah yeah and, and i and i i think i speak for all of us at the table too you know we're hunters too and we want to help yep. you know we get into a situation where we we're pretty confident you know that that deer's there and we right. can't see you know we'll be the first ones to land and go in on foot yeah to try to bring this closure for this hunter you know and i, I mean I don't know if, as far as uh, Albert did the Virginia Outdoor Show. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to go to that one. We went on foot, but I didn't have a booth at that show. Um, but a lot of the response that I'm hearing is at complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Your really hardcore deer hunters are like, man, I'm never tracking another deer again because I've got other giants on my property. Right. I want you to find it. I'm going in at 2 a.m. With a, with a wheelbarrow and with right. the wind in my favor and I'm getting that deer out because I've got bigger bucks in there or, or just as big sure. a deer that I want right. to continue. The next phone call is, hey, little Johnny's going out this year for the first time. Can we pay you to sit at the gate? We just couldn't live with Johnny shooting a deer and not finding it. And then everybody in between. Yeah, You know, I mean, there's so many scenarios to really look at, like folks that are hunting on the weekend, they got to get back to work on Monday. What do you do when you make a shot at five minutes before legal shooting time Sunday afternoon? You know, this drone will tell you if it's passed, if it's expired. It'll tell you if it's still alive. It'll tell you if it's over your neighbor's property line that you don't necessarily get along with. Yeah. You know, like your next move after shooting an animal is always the wild card, right. especially if you don't feel like you made a good shot. You know, and I'm, ex- I'm, this is experience of being a cameraman and a guide. You know, everybody thinks the buck's bigger. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, sure. everybody thinks the shot was better. That's yep. always the rule of thumb, you know. Yep. Like, folks, oh man, you know, and that's part of the excitement. That's fun, yeah. but the next thing you do can be the deciding factor if you're going to actually recover that animal or not. And I'm not talking about just for the trophy horns either. The meat itself. Yeah, yeah. Any, well, I think any good, decent hunter is going to try and do everything they can to recover their deer. I mean, if you're if you're any kind of decent hunter, you're going to want. You're not just going to be like. Oh well, I, you know, can't find that deer within the first couple hundred yards. Forget about it. A decent hunter's not going to do that. No. You know, if they have to, they'll spend hours out there. Sure. And I've you done know, it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 not what any hunter wants. No. You know, you don't. This service is is you know because we've had, I've had a lot of people say, oh well, we don't want to you know have to use you, and that's exactly right. You don't really want to have to use it, but unfortunately, it happens. Uh, I've actually talked with with game wardens, and they said you would not believe the amount of deer that are shot that we know about and not recovered versus ones that are shot and recovered. It's actually 
uh, it's it's a lot closer than what people think. Yeah. And it's it's not uh, it's it's not something that we want to happen. But at the same time, we're you know this is something that now the technology is changing where we can kind of flip that and really help bring those numbers down. Yeah. And it does. It goes back to when we took our hunter safety courses as young men, all of us. One of the responsibilities is exhausting every effort and resource to recover right. a sh- wounded game, shot game. And, you know, there's other things out there. The dog tracking, um, you know, that's been one of the more preferred methods in the years, to, you know, in the past anyway. But, you know, I mean, some people don't want a canine, a handler, an assistant. You know, you're all going through the woods. There's absolutely right. going to be a set trail. Not sure. talking poo-poo on dog trackers um but you know that's been a you know that's been a method however now you have the ability it's worked it has worked but now it's something that's so you know like you said not not talking bad about them but it's 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 just it's on a different level than dogs yeah we've used dogs i've i've I've, i know a good friend of mine that used dogs in the past couple years past three years the one he, he used them twice the one they found them they recovered it the one they didn't it's just you know when you're talking about dogs, weather, rain, anything like that, it messes it up. Yeah, that's not as guaranteed as the drone is. Well, that not only the scent, but bumping it. Yes. Yeah. You know, you bump a single long deer. There's no expiration on that. Mm-hmm. He might run for a hundred yards and yep. feel like crap, or a mile. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's the nice part about the drone being able to verify. And with that zoom lens and a light, especially at night, I mean, you're gonna see. You can see the deer. You can breathing. see the deer laying outside. Yeah, a yeah. dead bedded deer is still sitting up. Yeah, yeah. So when you're going, it's you're gonna know. I'm gonna know. And Albert, you know, Mike, we're gonna know well before we hit zoom. Right. I mean, if it's a deer laying sprawled out, you know. Yeah. You, that's a good sign. That's a great sign. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think something else worth really mentioning too, and we're gonna be getting a lot more data to be able to support this in the months to come, is how long after a shot can we effectively find a right. deer. And that's going to be, um, I, f- I feel like this is the part where people could be like, really? But based on what I've seen, as far as we're talking days, yeah, especially with cold nights, because even if you have a sunny day on a deer that's been shot and then four days ago, that sun is still heating that deer up and those gases are still staying in that deer. I mean, some of the video stuff that I've found um, where they're doing, like, steam um, inspections, like, overseas with this drone and stuff, I mean, it looks like it's bleeding. Hmm. So you can really, really be effective even days after a shot. Right. You plus well, you got coyotes and, and buzzards yeah. and everything else that you might pick up, too, that would send yep. you to this location. So. Yep. Yep. And I think the biggest thing on, like, finding them days later is um, probably one of the most key things is going in you know 20 30 minutes after the sun went down because you're the atmosphere is cooling down the air is cooling down around it but that body's still going to hold that heat yeah and these drones these drones differentiate uh, differentiate the, the temperature down to what is it half a degree i think yeah and uh, it picks up in half degree increments so it is very very precise when it comes to different temperatures what it picks up and if you've got a dedicated area we have the ability to in our settings have it show the coldest thing in view and the hottest thing in view so even if we're not sure and it's everything there is 45 degrees outside and we're flying and i might have something 39 degrees because it didn't get sun yet but if i got something showing up in 98 (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we're close to something here, boys. You know what yeah, I mean? Like right. it really, 
having the technology and applying it to hunting is just i think this fall is just going to be an absolute blast i think it will be well and you got uh yeah youth day coming up soon absolutely so uh i expect you'll probably get some calls that that uh at least uh that day or a couple days after you know because some big ones get shot on youth day yeah absolutely my biggest thing i'm looking at is uh, i'm probably not gonna get to hunt as much <laughs> yeah that's well, a fact that's, that's the only that's the that's the bad part of it right hunting in a different way yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's me and my brother-in-law that are that uh, we both went into this business as partners daniel martin and i and um we've in the past couple of years i've only lived in virginia for five years and um we hunt I'm talking a lot every year and we've started in the past couple of years hunting together and filming and that's the biggest thing that we looked at going into this is like uh, we're probably not good to get get to hunt as much we take it typically every every first two weeks in November we go to Ohio I've got family up there we go to Ohio and we hunt deer straight for two weeks and we're not going this year yeah. because of this but at the same time we're looking at getting to go out watch people you know we well, might make some friends too, Albert. Exactly. Get some, uh, exactly. Get some new hunting property yeah. in Virginia, right? Yeah. So we're, you know, it's it's going to be fun going out watching people that thought they might have lost a deer. Yeah. And we get to be the ones that, like, no, you know, this deer's right here. He's dead. You know, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that side of it. Yeah, we won't get to hunt as much, but we're still going to get out in it a lot and and watch people and see people that have, that are doing it and that's what's important yeah I think. that's right just as re- rewarding yes. yeah well uh what else do we uh not cover guys well we got the expo coming up that's that's right that's a good way to close this out jet uh expo's coming and uh i know you're gonna be at expo yes sir you coming to expo albert yeah, i think I'll, yep i'll okay. be there with him because yep. y'all are y'all are gonna probably do a demo yeah yeah that's gonna be really cool and that's gonna be if we can get the weather saturday right Saturday, uh, we'll be here both Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. And Sunday. Um, I don't think we've firmed up the demo oh, okay. days. Okay, might be a, might get to do well, one yeah, both like days. You said, depends on the weather though, too. Yeah, I mean, because I'm hoping we can take off yeah. across 95 and pluck a deer out of that swamp yeah. over there. Shouldn't shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> well, there's actually several that are usually right behind the store here in this this uh, this bottom here. So yeah, uh, That'd be super yeah, cool. I don't think it'd be any problem finding any deer. So uh, um, yeah, so don't forget about Expo. Um, First weekend of October. That's coming up, man. I can't believe it's coming up this this soon. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's a lot closer than what it seems. Yeah, it is. Last time I was here, we, I, you know, wasn't too far into finding out that we were welcoming a baby, and we did that officially right. last week. That's right. Yeah, so concur- like, congratulations. Thank you. That's right. Right but. after finding the turtle, literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally. He was like, he's like, Mike, we can't go do this. My, I got might have to take my wife to the hospital in a few minutes, <laughs> and this lady kept persistently calling Jut's like we got to find this turtle so Jut's like dude get over here and that's how that all went down as soon as we finished up straight to the hospital he went yeah awesome. and and yeah she happened to also be my wife's client oh that's cool because so, she's a hairstylist okay so nice. and Hunter another cool thing you know with talking about the hunting and fishing I didn't even know Albert till a few weeks ago and we're blue marlin fishing tomorrow so oh, really uh, nice it's gonna be kind of interesting so hopefully we'll uh be able to have some fun and have another story to share next time. Yeah, that's Absolutely. Good. That's Leaving good. me behind to edit. <laughs> well, we did buy some gear today for it from Green Top. That's so good. That's we're good. We're ready to roll. Absolutely. Well, um, man, thanks guys for being here for this. Uh, you guys, you're, I think you're going to have a busy season this year. Yeah. And um, it's coming on real soon. Um, I hope you do. I hope you guys get a chance to get in the woods and do some hunting at least. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the last few years for me has been tough, but uh, every year I, I got to be optimistic. 
and I'm going to hunt more this year. So, well, I think we both knew, yeah, how busy this fall was going to be. Not only for me with a newborn, but with this business. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't even apply to any out of state destinations. I yeah. bought preference points and, and all of my favorites, and I'm like, well, we'll take one fall off at yeah. least, you know, to get things going. Yeah, two of our archery guys are in New Mexico right now, oh. um, hunting elk hunting right now. Nice. And yeah, awesome. they're on day. I think they're on day two or three. This is Thursday. Nice. I guess they're on day three right now. So gotcha. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll hear back hear back from them soon. So uh, yeah, I think one of them one of them might be carrying his uh, recurve. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. He hadn't taken one with the recurve yet. I think. Good I luck. Who that is? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thanks for being here, guys. Um, real quick before we end this, where can uh, everybody find you, Judd? Captured Media. Captured Media. Judd Updike on Facebook. Um, Judd underscore Captured Media on Instagram. And Albert? Drone Wildlife Recovery. Drone Wildlife have, Recovery. Our, that's our website name. That's our business name. But it's also on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Uh, we're getting our YouTube up and running. So gotcha. that'll be – we've uh, we've got, got it created already. And we'll be starting to post a lot of content on YouTube here within the next month or nice. so. Nice. And, Mike, if I want to go fishing, where am, <laughs> where, where am I fishing at? Uh, <laughs> Fishfinreaper.com. Yeah. But – um. You know, it's not my full time, but we we fish hard and have a good time and got a bunch of good uh, customers that come with us flying from Florida and out of state all the time. So we just make it a great, fun experience. So anytime you want to come fishing, just give me a call. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for being here, guys. All right. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more about Green Top at greentophuntfish.com.